Welcome to another episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lacey C. Robbins of Robbins Nest Consulting, founder of the Everyday Business Conference, consultant to small and mid-sized businesses, and coach to women who are ready to use their knowledge, background, and expertise to build a platform and make more money. Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of the Life at the Table segment. Now, you all know I get so excited about these Life at the Table segments. It is a chance for us to meet so many amazing women, literally from around the world, who not only are operating in their gifts, their purpose, their life, but you know, they're doing it, right? They are doing the thing. So now here's your chance once again as another edition of the Life at the Table segment for you to pull up a chair and pick the brain and listen and learn more of another lady leader who is moving and operating in her designated area. As you know, for the month of April, we're talking about financial literacy. We're getting all of our coins together. We're also speaking to the fact of, can we convert those coins into dollars? Hello. And the theme of achieving more by doing less. I'm so excited today, ladies, because you are in for a treat. Now, all my nonprofit ladies that are out there, you know, one of the biggest things with a nonprofit is making sure that the money is put together. So help me welcome on today, Miss Cara Clark, who is the president of KCG International. Welcome, Cara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Lacey, for having me on. This is such an honor. I am so excited to have you here today. I know that the ladies are really going to enjoy this conversation. Ladies, if you haven't done so already, as I always remind you to get out your notebook, get your journal, your paper, your pen, you're going to want to take notes on this one. Trust me, because we are talking about um, all things financial, literally all month long we are, but this particular episode is really going to help you out. So before we get too far ahead of myself, Let's tap into our everyday business five. Cara, this is just really a chance for my audience to get to know you a little bit better. So we're pulling back the curtain just so slightly. So, you know, fab, uh, fast answers. Don't feel like you have to go into too many details, but okay. one, coffee or tea? Coffee, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> me too, me too. Number two, where did you grow up and where do you live now? I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, Southwest ATL. So I am, um, I did grow up in Fulton County. And right now I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, nice. We love Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte is such a beautiful space. And for you, is it book or e-reader? Book. Mm. I have to have that tangible book so I can highlight and turn the page. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Number four, where would you like to visit but haven't yet made it? I would like to visit Greece. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Such beautiful country. Absolutely beautiful. And number five, what's a piece of advice given to you from a mentor that you still live by today? Piece of advice given to me by a mentor. So 
I would have to say um, the piece of advice that I was given by my mother, who is one of my mentors, she said, to whom the gods will destroy, they first make mad. Mm. Meaning that when you are upset, you, when you're mad, when you allow people to make you mad, you can't control yourself. And so you put yourself in a position to be destroyed because you're, you don't have clear thinking when you're angry, when you're mad, mm. not as much angry as mad. Man, okay. Yeah, you got to control those emotions. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. And a good reminder yes. for all of us, because I know we all have been at that point where somebody kind of, you know, can push you to the edge. You yeah. want to lay hands. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do any of those things. Yeah, that's yeah. A good one. So, you know, your story now, starting this business, helping nonprofits. I know, ladies, you heard our brief intro, the full intro, as always, um, excuse me, her full bio, rather, as always, is in the show notes. But, you know, Cara, break it down for us. How did you get here today? So, um, you know, I, I truly believe God has a path for, for each one of us and he ordains or he orders our steps. And so for me, um, I have always been that person that was going to chart their own course. Mm. And so I've never been the traditional person. I've always decided I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, so the one place I didn't have a choice in is how I grew up. Okay. So I grew up in an accounting classroom. So my mother just retired a couple of years ago from being a full professor of accounting. Oh, wow. So if you can imagine, I was in high school. So I was in middle school grading my mother's papers. Okay? Oh, wow. And I had to understand to some degree what I was looking at in order to be able to grade them. I was in high school tutoring college students in accounting. Wow. So throughout high school, I always said, well, you know what? I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm going to do something completely different. And because mm. everyone's like, oh, you're just like your mom. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right. You right. know, the typical teenager wanting to go against the grain. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I decided, okay, I'm gonna go to college and I'm going to ma major in computer science because at this point, computers were the hot thing. It was 93, 94. Mm. And so I took my first Turbo Pascal class and I said, oh no, this is not, <laughs> this is not for me, right? So then I said, okay, let me shift a little bit and go into business. So I said, okay, so computers are still hot, gonna be, I have a great career in computers. So I changed the computer information systems, which at the time, like I took like Lotus one, two, three, but because it was a business course, I had to take an accounting course. Okay. So I took my first accounting course and I said, you know what, Cara, no need to fight this any longer. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. And so I changed my major to accounting and um, I went through school. I went through college um, because I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I've always been a hustler at heart. And mm -hmm. so when I got into college, I never wanted to be a broke college kid. Okay. Number one, because I like to spend money. <laughs> I like to shop. I like to do all these. I like to travel. And so I never wanted to be a broke college kid. So what I did was um, in high school, I was tutoring college kids in accounting and they'd have to pay me. Yeah. So when I went off to college, at first I said, well, mom, why don't you send me to beauty school so I can do hair while I'm in college? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> she said, no. <laughs> so much for that hustle. Right. So, 
So the light bulb came on one day and I walked down to, and so I'm an alum of Winston-Salem State University, okay. which is an HBCU here in North Carolina. Yes. And Shout so to all I, my HBCU grads. Yes. <laughs> so I walked down at the time we had a community development corporation um, within the university, hmm. which is a nonprofit organization within a nonprofit. So it's more like a foundation. Mm-hmm. And so I walked down to the lady and I said, hmm, I said, you guys have a lot of people that come through your, um, your um, uh, business in order to get grants and things of that nature. She said, yes, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I said to her, I said, well, I'm sure they all need bookkeepers, don't they? And she said, yeah. I said, and they probably can't afford to pay a CPA, huh? <laughs> so she said, well, I don't know. I, I gave her my resume. And I said, well, would you mind connecting me with some of the business owners you work with so I can um, introduce myself to them and provide bookkeeping services to them, which would save them money so they didn't have to go to a CPA. So she said, absolutely, and did. And so I was able to gain bookkeeping clients while I was in college. And so so now I have a bookkeeping business that's moving along. So, so let me just pause right there because ladies, I want to, I want to make sure that you hear this. Now, Cara was in college Mm -hmm. starting her own business. And here was the big thing though. She saw a need. Mm -hmm. She saw the need and then she used the skills that she already had to fill the need. So many times when we're starting a business, especially we're trying to figure out like, well, what business should I start? What business should I start? And rather than starting with the skills that we already have, we're going to go out and try to amass all these other skills to start this business. So if you are in that space right now today, you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I'd really like to start a business, but I don't know where to begin. This is, um, a, here it is right here. This is uh, the the pathway. Look at what skills you already have, one, and then two, look to see where a need might be. And this was the third thing that you did. You partnered with someone else. You didn't have to Mm -hmm. even go out and find the people. By you partnering, the people came to you. I think that's brilliant. Okay, carry on. I'm sorry. I just had to definitely point that out. And don't ask me. To me, like hindsight is always 2020, but I believe it had to be the Holy Spirit instructing Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. that whole time because I'm a strategist. I am a strategist. And so the thing for me was, okay, this is what I know how to do. And so, so I went through a season where I was able to get bookkeeping clients and maintain those bookkeeping clients. But then the CDC started dying off a little bit. So I said, okay, now what? So I still was able to keep a handful of the clients, which is good, but I didn't have any new clients coming in. So light bulb number two came on. And I said, they have all of these accounting temp services out here. Because at the time I lived in the Greensboro, Winston-Salem area, and they had the accountants on call, account temps, um, and those other staffing agencies that catered to accountants. And so I, I remember calling them one day and asking them if they had any temp opportunities available where you did not have to have a degree yet. And I told them I was a college student. And so they said, absolutely. So I started to gain a reputation as an accountant 
and build my resume and my references from working temp jobs. Nice. So the first job they sent me on was an AP, which is accounts payable job, working for YKK architectural firm. So a lot of people know YKK as the zipper people. Oh. But they oh, also yeah. have architectural products. Um, uh, uh, whatever you call it. The side company. of the business. Okay. Yeah, side oh. of the business. And so... Um, so I started there. And from there, once that assignment ended, they sent me to Volvo North America. They sent me to Syngenta Crop Protections. They sent me wow. to Oakwood Home. They sent me to all the major employers in that particular area because of my skill set. Wow. And the fact that from one, from one um, company to the next, they were able to vouch for my skill set. Wow. So when I graduated from college, I was able to go into a supervisory position Absolutely. without a problem because I had experience yeah. and I had a lot of good experience with major corporations. Oh, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure some of those corporations may have even been looking to welcome you, to poach you, to hire you, you know, seeing all of the, your hard yeah. work. So if you have a college student or maybe even a high school student, I know in the Robins Nest, we have a high school student and, um, you know, we already are thinking ahead, accounting being one of the areas we're talking to her about. Um, I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure she listens to this podcast because this will definitely absolutely. give her some great ideas because she is definitely about her money and wanting to look uh -huh. good, you know, all yeah. those things. <laughs> but I think um, for anyone else who's listening, you might have a college student or a high school student revving up to go to college. It may not be accounting, but there may be another area that they, um, you know, have extensive interests that they can too, you know, generate mm -hmm. their own wealth while they're mm -hmm. there um, studying to for their career. So I think that's really great. And so now... It's 2020, nonprofit mm -hmm. consulting, um, mm -hmm. you know, working as an administration and accounting. So yeah. you decide to open, well, I guess you already had your own business, but how did we get to KCG International? So here's the shift. The shift happened after college. Okay. Because I wanted to go work for one of those major employers. I wanted to go work for Volvo in North America, mm. but God had a bigger plan. Mm. And so... I left North Carolina uh, on something real bogus. I'm not going to get into that, but it was just bogus. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going back to Atlanta. So I get to Atlanta and I say, Lord, I need a, I need a job and I need a church. And he gave me a job in a church. Mm. So what happened was I got to, and it was a mega church. Okay. Got to the church. They were in the middle of a $10 million construction project with no books. Wow. How's that possible? My first time, all they had was a, QuickBooks system. Okay. And an audit. Wow. Okay. Wow. And so, so here it is. Now, this is my first time in nonprofit accounting. Yeah. And this is my responsibility. Wow. So I did. I had to pull on my mentors. I had to pull on um, the internet at the time to research fund accounting. Mm -hmm. And then it was like the Holy Spirit just opened my mind up and all these strategies came in and I was able to build the department, put controls in and all these different things. Nice. So long story short, I went through a series of things. So after, once I realized I was leaving that particular job, I was praying and I asked God, what's next? Because, you know, this, you know, you're telling me my time is up here. What's next for me? And he said, start your business. Mm -hmm. So I legally did a new business. So before it was just me. 
right? Okay. I never got a tax ID number. I never did any of that stuff before. And so this time I legally started a business and it was called Kingdom Journal Accounting and Consulting. Nice. So I partnered with a lady that had a system for doing 501c3 applications in 990s. Mm -hmm. And because I'm, I was a bookkeeper for the most part, I was able to partner with her and her clients the same way I did with the CDC. Mm -hmm. So I used that same skill that worked for me in college with this lady right here. And so she was able to sell a package where she did their 501c3s and I was their accountant. Nice. Again, power in partnerships, collaboration. So many yeah. times we think to ourselves, um, you know, well, no one can do it as well as me. Or we may even mm -hmm. think to ourselves, I want all the money, right? Mm -hmm. I want all, mm -hmm. And so I'm going to work by myself. But instead, we don't realize, again, achieving more by doing less. When you partner with someone else, when you collaborate with someone else, that actually mm -hmm. allows you to bring in even more um, uh -huh people to the people to the party people to the table yeah. because this isn't all on you i know when i personally added a publicist to my team mm -hmm. all the hours now I, now this doesn't say that i stopped but right. you know now my hours have been quantified um, yep. Because now we both are looking for opportunities, right? Yep. For speaking, for presenting, you know, that sort of things. Um, you know, Robin's Nest Consulting, it's not just solely me, right? Yeah. So yep. I can send out different partners to go yep. and create the presentation. So now we both, everybody yep. comes up. Everybody comes up. Yes. Everybody comes up, including yeah. the client. Including the client, because they get the best of everything. They get the experts in those different areas. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned is, so my life was a series where I'd spend a season working my own business, and then God will send me back into the employment world. Okay. So I went from that place to, now God says, shift. I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, where I became a grants administrator and later on a grants manager for the Medical University of South Carolina. And so what that did was that opened up the world of grants and grants administration to me. Yeah. So if you can imagine as a grants manager, so as a grants administrator, I managed millions of dollars in federal grants, state grants, foundation grants, mm -hmm. um, corporate grants. So I had this foundation for grants. So I was, I, was, um, I was promoted to a grants manager where I had to manage that department's grants. Mm -hmm. So that meant I had to sit in a room with all the, the doctors, the radiologists, the pharmacists, all these people, because they want to do clinical trials and put together a budget just based on the things that they needed to go to the pharmaceutical company. Wow. So the whole time God was preparing me. So from there, I went to work for a school district as a budget supervisor. And during that time, I was getting my master's degree. Mm -hmm. So then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm at a fork in the road. So Lord, what do I do? So during the time I was in Charleston, I transitioned from Kingdom Journal Accounting and Consulting to Kingdom Consulting Group. Okay. Because then I wanted to do more in terms of consulting around grants. Because at that time, it was a huge market. President Bush was in office, and he had a lot of money out there for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to be a consultant for nonprofits and help them get grants at that particular point. Nice. So then I was at a fork in the road and I said, Lord, okay, what do I do? I don't want to stay in K through 12 education. Maybe I want to get a PhD or a DBA 
However, I want to go into higher education. Okay. And so what I did was I accepted a job at North Carolina Central as the assistant dean for finance and administration. That got me into higher education. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I shifted from the assistant dean, which was more departmental, to a new position when I moved to Charlotte as a controller at a law school and now to where I'm a controller at one of the HBCUs here. Wow. So the beauty in all of this is ultimately KCG International will have an entrepreneurship school. Mm-hmm. But I had to go through formal training. Yes. And, ex- and, and experience things along with the accounting pieces, the great, all of these different pieces of the puzzle that pull that full nonprofit experience together. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to do a 501c3. I had to, um, had, I had to learn how to write articles and bylaws and formulate boards and, and then do the accounting and write grants and account for grants. And, you know, then I do, I do 990s. So oh, now wow. I know how to report, yeah. <laughs> you know, the nine on the nine nineties. And so my whole life has been preparing me for nonprofit administration and accounting. Nice. So, but, you know, and I think that's a, a good point to, to call out as well. Your mm-hmm. experiences led to your next opportunity. Yes. I have a quote that I, um, in my office here, I maintain like a little inspiration board. I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. call it a vision board, but it's definitely an inspiration board and it has, mm-hmm. you know, pictures and postcards and quotes. And one of the quotes that I have, it says, um, Hey ladies, have you ever wondered what would it take to get your next promotion? Please allow me to introduce you to my new mini course, Power Your Promotion Faster, a signature system. In this mini course, I'm sharing with you not only how to get the promotion without asking for it, how I actually secured my last two promotions, and what to do if you still have to interview for it with my signature formula on the Q&A response. Yep, and we'll even close it out on what you need to ask when the promotion comes. If you're ready to power your promotion, faster, be sure to visit the link in my bio and in the show notes so that you can get started on today. Got your stilettos? Now let's get back to this episode. When preparation meets opportunity, that's a blessing. Yes. When preparation meets opportunity, that's a blessing. And so every single thing you have done Mm-hmm. As was literally preparing you for this moment right now. Absolutely. And I think that's a good reminder too, ladies. You know, we can get frustrated or discount what we are experiencing right now. The, the Bible even says, you know, despise not small beginnings. And yeah. so um, who would have thought that when she, when Cara was working at her, her university as a little bookkeeper, you know, as a mm-hmm. college student bookkeeper, helping uh-huh. the people out there, that now she's going to have her own international consulting agency here yes. in 2020. That's to yes. be commended. So kudos yes. to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. But thank God, because he knew that path. Mm-hmm. And so now what I do with KCG International is I help people understand and identify what their business is. Okay. What is your purpose? Why are you even in business? Mm-hmm. And then with that, let's talk about how you plan to make money, how you plan to be sustainable. 
And believe it or not, people go into business a lot of times without a strategy. Yeah. You know, they know what kind of skills they have in their hands. Um, and they know, you know, I can do this and I can do that. But you would be surprised how many people I hear on a daily basis, like, well, you know, oh, and I want to do this. And, you know, I was thinking about going and, uh, you know, getting a DOT number so I can get a truck. And then I was thinking about doing taxes. And then, so <laughs> they're all over the place because uh -huh. all they can think about is, you know, all of these different places where they feel like it's easy to make money. Mm. But a part of what I do at KCG International is I help people understand who they are, identify their purpose, especially if they're not already in business. Yeah. And they want to go because a lot of people will come to me and say, well, you know, I want to start my own nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And the first question I ask is why? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because there's so there's many nonprofits, especially like here in Wisconsin, we're, you know, we mm -hmm. have so many, we're like known for how many, the number of nonprofits. And mm -hmm. I know one of my questions, um, if they say that to me, I'm like, why a nonprofit? Why not make money? You know, right. they'll say, but because I want to be able to write grants. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but the thing about that is, and, and that's, that's where I've, you know, God has given me some wisdom with that. When I ask people, well, why do you want to start a nonprofit? They'll say, because I want to be able to get grant money. So really, you really want to be able to make money. Mm -hmm. right. You want to go into a system where you can make money and you feel like grant money is the easiest money you can make. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and let's that, really and I think get to the core mm -hmm. of what it is you want to do with this. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's different if someone says, well, I want to start a nonprofit because I want to help the elderly get back and forth to their doctor's appointments. Right. Or I want to, you know, for me, you know, ultimately I do want to, you know, I am going to have a nonprofit, but it's a school mm -hmm. because I want to be able to educate people in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you have to understand why you want to become a nonprofit. Yeah. And that's what I help people do. And I help them get to that fork in the road to say, well, maybe I don't really want to be, maybe I really want to make money, but I need to find another way to make money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good, Carl. That's good. So with all of your experiences, with everything that you are doing now, so you're working at the university, you're working in your own business. What does a typical day look like? How are you balancing? You know, this, this whole podcast is called Grace Over Grind. So how mm -hmm. are you balancing everything? Or are you? I am balancing um, it, because I have to prioritize, right? Okay. So um, it, it goes back to understanding the season that you're in of your life. Mm. So I understand that where I am right now in the season in, in God's ordained plan for my life is he has me at the university mm -hmm. and I will be there until he releases me and KCG International will never go anywhere because that's who that's a part of who I am. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So I have to prioritize. And the question is, what are my priorities? So my priorities are um, where I'm at work. But I also, you know, a lot of what I do at work isn't me pushing papers or me crunching numbers and spreadsheets because I am the controller. Okay. So I'm responsible for the university's audits, but I'm also responsible for managing people mm. and helping them become the best accountants that they can be. So I manage student accounts, general accounting, budgeting, accounts payable. So I have to develop them. I have to develop people right now. Yeah. And so for me, that's my priority 
during the day. Yeah. Then at night, I'm a single mother. Okay. So, you know, my daughter, she has to have her time. But in between time, I'm able to structure who I work with. I don't accept any engagements unless God tells me yes. Nice. Nice. Because I'm not free completely. (laughs) You know what I mean? My time is not completely free. And so I work on projects with people. I empower people to be able to do some things on their own because people can come to me and say, well, you know, I really need a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty expensive bookkeeper. Right. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So why don't I train you? Why don't you choose someone to be your bookkeeper and then pay me to train train them? So that they can handle those day-to-day things. And then by the time it comes to me, I'm doing the stuff that the accountant should do and not the day-to-day data entry. And so, so at some know, point... Maybe, Cara, because I'm, I'm thinking, like, I've worked in nonprofits, um, nonprofit leadership for uh, quite a while now, um, almost golly, like over 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. But there may be some people who are listening who don't understand or know the terms can you give a little bit of the difference between like a bookkeeper and an accountant and a controller um Mm -hmm. you know an ap accountant you know um accounts payable accountant and you know can you just maybe break those terms down absolutely so the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant is a bookkeeper is someone that does the data entry type of work for a company. So bookkeepers, they normally work for the company and they're there to keep the the company's books. So they're the people that make sure that the bills are paid. So when bills come in, they put the bills into the financial system and then they pay them from the financial system. Mm -hmm. Um, The bookkeeper makes sure that um, in some instances they have payroll in-house in some instances they don't, but that bookkeeper makes sure the day-to-day financial transactions of the company are recorded properly. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. An accountant brings a little more specialized approach because the accountant comes in, the accountant typically has a greater degree of knowledge about accounting. Okay. Bookkeepers don't necessarily have to have an in-depth understanding of accounting other than debits and credits. Mm-hmm. Whereas accountants have to understand the different classifications of accounts and how the financial statements work together. Nice. And so typically accountants have been trained in that area and they have a deeper understanding of accounting Mm -hmm. than bookkeepers do. Unless you have somebody that's an accountant that decides they just want to do bookkeeping. Okay. (laughs) So it's, it's, um, and, and different industries are different in terms of, because you have, so for example, on my, on my um, accounting staff, I have a staff accountant, which is the, the lower um, experienced accountant. Okay. I have a senior ac- entry level. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Then I have a senior accountant, which is a higher level of accountant. So they do more of the analysis type of work. Okay. When it comes down to, so the staff accountant does a lot of the transactional work. The senior accountant does a lot of the analysis type of work, but also monitors things like cash flow mm-hmm. um, and making sure we're on track with our budget. And then I have a, I, and then I have an accounting manager. And for those so, of us 
who, you know, maybe you're not familiar with cash flow, but cash flow is basically like how much money you need to have to keep your how your money moves, how the money money moves, how it comes in and how it goes out. Nice. And so what I will say, and this is a little sidebar is for people that are entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. you really should understand how money works. Yes. And if you don't, what I encourage people to do is do a personal finance, do personal financial statements. So what do you mean by that car? I encourage people to do for their own selves, an income statement, okay. a balance sheet and a statement of cash flow. Okay. And can you, now I'm familiar with all those terms, but again, I keep mm-hmm. wanting to be sensitive to those who this, mm-hmm. this may be their first time, you know, and, and guys, I know for some of you, you may be thinking, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into listening to this episode? <laughs> but, you know, don't hit fast forwards, dig deeper. So yes. income statement. Yes. So a lot of people think about their budgets. Mm-hmm. So the, the average person that's adulting is what I call it. <laughs> they care about their budget, right? Yeah. Which is their financial plan. Right. And so what happens with the budget is you pull together the money that you make that you think you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And then the money that you think you're going to spend out. Mm-hmm. So what you, the money that you make is called income. Right. The money that you spend is called expense. Right. And so with budgets, you project income and expense. Mm -hmm. But budgets are to line up next to your income statement. Right. So what your income statement is the actual activity that happens with your income and your expense. Nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's good. And and I think, you know, if, if you didn't catch that part, you definitely want more income than expense. Absolutely. Because that's, that's you where can't you can't function otherwise. Can't function otherwise. <laughs> you, red. You, you go into the red and you want to stay in the black. Um, that's yeah. where those terms, you know, in the red or in the black come from. Yep. And then also that's where you might, you know, um, people in their personal accounts or even in business accounts, you start bouncing checks or, you know, having um, debits yeah. that you can't, um, cover Uh those sort of things and so um your balance sheet will help you to really be able to understand just that did you balance well and so the balance sheet it it consists of uh, of three other categories right Mm -hmm. so you have your assets which are the things that you own right okay you have liabilities which is what you owe Mm -hmm. and then you have equity which is your share of um, the difference between your assets and your liability. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, if you have a car mm-hmm. that you finance, mm-hmm. okay, the car, it costs, the total cost of the car was $10,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, because the total cost of that car is $10,000, you have a $10,000 asset. There, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But you finance the car. Right. So it's not really so an that asset. that means that you have debt on the car. Right. Which is a liability. Right. Right. But when you finance the car, they ask you to put down 20%, which is mm-hmm. $2,000. hmm Right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is you put down $2,000 of cash. hmm And you finance $8,000. Mm-hmm. So what that looks like is you have $10,000 in the asset, but that whole asset 
you don't own. Right. Your equity in that asset is $2,000 because that's all you have spent. The rest of it is debt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you take your asset and you subtract the liability, what you truly own is that equity. Okay. And that's what a balance sheet shows. A balance sheet shows what your assets are, what your debts are, and then what you truly own. Nice. This is good. This is good. Now, you know, guys, I just, real talk, I geek out, geek out over things like this. I know I might be <laughs> one of the few listening to this episode that that is the case. But, you know, if you are in business, you want to start a business, these are the sort of things that you have to make sure that you understand. Mm -hmm. And because if you don't understand these things, it can get away from you. Because even if you have an accountant, you have a bookkeeper, you mm -hmm. still want to make sure you understand these things, right? Mm -hmm. There yes. have been so many instances of businesses that fold because, mm -hmm. you know, the accountant was cooking the books or yep. skimming money off the top and the business owner wasn't aware because they didn't understand how to read their income statement, their balance sheet, the cash flow cash yep. flow projection they didn't yes. understand what they were looking at don't let that be you friend please don't let that be you right. there have been so many instances where um you know talking with people and they're in their mind their solution is well i'll just get a really good bookkeeper i'll get a really good accountant mm -hmm. i have the right accountant to help me but you still have to understand for yourself right yes. Absolutely. When I work with our accountant, who is, she's phenomenal. She's wonderful. She's local mm -hmm. here. And she'll send me things back and I'll read through them. And like, mm -hmm. for example, our taxes is tax time. You know, we all are crying now because it's tax time. <laughs> and, you know, I'll read through things and I ask questions, you know, mm -hmm. can you help me understand this? Why do we have this change? And our taxes are pretty complicated because not only are we married, but we own multiple businesses and, mm -hmm. you know, some are nonprofits, some are for profit. So it's complicated. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. You know, yeah. but even in all of that, it's still reading through everything, right? Yes. And so, you know, Cara, I'm thinking if there was one thing that I could do today, like I'm a listener, I've stuck in this through the, all the way through this part, through the technical, if there was one thing that I wanted to do today to start to get my finances together, what would it be? Create a budget. Mm, that's good. Create a Create budget. Create a budget. Mm -hmm. Look at where you are real time with critical eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. evaluate your goals. You know, I'll tell people all the time, you show me where you spend your money. I'll tell you where your priorities are. Ooh. Uh Oh, here we go. <laughs> so it starts with knowing where you're spending your money, yeah. how you're spending your money. You have to start with a budget mm -hmm. because that budget is that plan. You know, the word of God says, write the vision, make it plain. Mm -hmm. You have to write, your plan out and especially your financial plan. And that starts with that foundation of a budget. Yes. I because that's going to allow you to see, are you trying, are you living above your means? Mm. Do you have to spend money on your credit cards every month to survive? Ooh. That's you know, it's, it's, yeah. it, it is, it, that's the best place you can start mm. because I guarantee you if people are having financial issues, it's because they don't have a budget. 
That's true. And you know what, ladies, I'm going to put a link um, to an episode. It was just a few weeks ago with Jasmine Naylor, who was talking also about taxes and finance and budgets. Um, and so I'll make sure to, to loop that back because I definitely think these two episodes together, you can start to get your whole financial life like in yeah. order. Absolutely. And that's going to be vital. If you're thinking about starting a business, if you're in a business, um, if you're put in charge of a business, you're in leadership or aspire to be in leadership. This is very, very important. So, you know, Cara, I really appreciate you joining us on today, breaking this all the way down. Can you share one last thing, like, you know, if the ladies are wanting to get in contact with you, you know, they want to continue the conversation. They want to pick your brain. Maybe they need your support so that they can hire the right type of uh, accountant in their area. How can mm -hmm. they find you? So you can find me by visiting my website and the website is www.kcginternationalinc.com. You can send me an email. My email address is Cara, K-A-R-A, at kcginternationalinc.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to um, have you pick my brain. <laughs> you know? And, you know, most of all, I want to see people in business successful. Nice. Very nice. Yes. And, um, you know, ladies, I will make sure as always to add these links, her contact into the show notes as well, so that we can definitely make sure you get a chance to connect with her. Car, one final thing. Can you share a favorite quote or mantra that keeps you motivated? <laughs> so my favorite mantra quote, interestingly enough, is um, Essay Quam Videri. Mm. And that's a Latin quote. And it means to be rather than to sing. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you again so much for joining us on today, Cara. We really do appreciate it. Cara Clark, everyone. Oh my gosh. There have been so many gems brought <laughs> and shared with us on today. I feel like, you know, we've had a nice little, um, uh, how do I, how would I describe it? Like accounting 101 <laughs> on today. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on. Yes. So ladies, did you enjoy this particular episode? Be sure to like, to share with another lady leader who could use this information on today. Wow. What a dynamic time that we had. Another episode of Life at the Table. Whew. I know my, for me personally, I am definitely going back to ensure that I'm doing everything I can to continue to move the robin's nest forward. Please consider offering a five-star review as you review this particular episode. And as always, from process to practice, grab your stilettos and let's go. Thanks again for joining everyone and I'll see you soon.